All right, and we're live. Welcome, 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 everybody. Today is February 6th. I'm your host, Leanne Dulce. We got my man, Tony Sanchez, in here um, with me today. And today we are talking about managing toxic and narcissistic relationships. There's feedback. Do you hear that feedback, Tony? Yes, I yes, did. I don't know where it's coming from. Well, we're going to hope that it resolves itself and doesn't continue to mess up our stuff. So um, on today's topic, again, we're going to be talking about, can you mute your mic for one second, Tony? Let's see if it's feedback, if it's on your side. Yeah, I think. It might be your mic. Do you have a second device or something over there? That's what I think it might be. Okay, either way, we're here. We're live coming to you from KCCR, the Brownstone and Brownstone Worldwide, where we are changing the narrative on our black and brown stories one show at a time, one person at a time. You're here with us. If you are listening in, go on ahead, drop us a comment, tell us your name, tell us where you're from. And we really like the show to be interactive. So, hey, Paulette, hey, we really bro. like the show to be interactive. So make sure that you go on ahead and drop us a comment. Let us know about the topics. If you have a toxic or a, a narcissistic kind of statement or story to share, then go ahead and tell us all about it. So as we're thinking about toxic and narcissistic relationships, I kind of wanted to kind of just break down kind of the definition of what each of those are, right? I like to start with let's define the problem so that we can then talk more about it. So I'm, I'm going to define them separately and then we can kind of talk about the what they are. So a toxic relationship is an unhealthy dynamic between two people that involves constant hostility, manipulation, and emotional or physical abuse. Now this type of relationship, it can be damaging to both parties because it often leads to low self-worth, anxiety, depression, and even PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. In a toxic relationship, one partner will manipulate the other through verbal or emotional abuse in order to gain control over them. The other partner may remain in the relationship due to fearfulness or because they're unaware of the unhealthy dynamics within it. Now, that's toxic. Now, narcissistic has a, has a different spin on it. So, a narcissistic relationship involves two people where one partner has an inflated sense of self-importance and the other feels inferior. In this type of relationship, one person tends to take advantage of their partner emotionally and may use them for their own personal gain without any regard for how this impacts the other person's well-being. This can lead to feelings of inadequacy, insecurity, and powerlessness in the other person, which further reinforces their lack of self-esteem. Now, that's just a quick definition. Welcome, uh, Jessica Stoddard. Hey, Jess from NYC, hey, I see Jessica. you. Both lady. So what do you think about those definitions? Because 
a lot of times I think people might want to use the two terms interchangeably, right? Because a, um, a narcissistic relationship is definitely a toxic relationship, but you can have a toxic relationship, I guess, that's not necessarily narcissistic, right? Where it's just equally both parties may just equally just be toxic when they're around each other versus I'm trying to gain control over you. Have you ever been in a toxic or a narcissistic relationship? Sure. 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 You know, um, I'm trying not to see if there's a feedback coming back from me, but no, I don't but, hear uh, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's all a part of, uh, of life. You don't intend to, you know, jump into relationships like that you know but mm -hmm. in your journey doing life and in trying to invest your time and in getting to know people you know you you tend to uh be vulnerable in certain situations you know yeah in some situations you know because you know I, that getting to know you phase is all an illusion in the beginning <laughs> you know what i'm saying in the beginning, because people only show you what you want to see. <laughs> I, I call it, they show you their um, representative. There you go. There you go. And see, not not you not knowing all the time, they can a beast within. And you don't know that until you get involved with them. And so then that's when you mess in into a, a real toxic relationship because you know, whatever reason you choose to stay, be it the sex or whatever, you know, you know that you should leave, but it's just something that just continues to make you stay there. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the other person in that particular moment. It's something within self, you know? Yes. You know, so, yeah. Oh, so, and, and Jessica said both of her parents... Um, do you say toxic or narcissistic, Jessica? How are you feeling about that? Yeah, good morning, Jessica. And I would like to say, yes, it's, I think a lot of times we try to, she brings up a good point, to just frame this in and around um, romantic relationships. Yeah. But we're talking all relationships here, not just romantic, oh, right? Yeah. Familial, yeah. friends, mm -hmm. co-workers, right? Because as we move through life, we're going to have all these experiences with these different people. And yes, some of them are going to be bad relationships. Some of them are going to be ones where we need to figure out how to get out, mm -hmm. right? Now, sometimes let's, let's talk a little bit about how we can identify kind of these toxic and narcissistic relationships now see that's interesting um jessica said they're, they're definitely toxic but i haven't learned until now and as you get older we're gonna take a sidebar because i want to talk about that a little bit sometimes with our parents they're they're definitely toxic and we feel like we cannot cut our parents our sisters, our brothers, our family off, because after all, that's your mother, that's your father. But you have to take your self-care, your wellness and your health 
into your own hands. And if that means that you have to limit your interactions with family members, whether it's a mm -hmm. parent or not, nobody has the right to impart their toxicity on your life. And a lot of times, sometimes parents don't mean to be, but sometimes they know exactly what they're doing and oh, they really? want to keep a stronghold on their children, on their family, right? And sometimes we don't know it because this is what we're used to. If that's all you, if toxic is all you know, it's now the normal. And you don't, sometimes you don't even realize it until you go somewhere and look at a family that's not toxic. Mm -hmm. And you're like, all families don't act like my family, <laughs> right? Like I've said on, on the show, maybe it was here, maybe on the calls, I had a family member who stole my identity. Well, well, you know, that's all part mm -hmm. of that generational curse, man. You know, yeah. misinformed people, misinforming people. You know what I'm saying? Through generations, you know, through generations. So, you know, man, you have to, that, that's an onion that has so many layers that has to be pulled oh, yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? That has to be pulled back. But, you know, um, it can be done. You know, it can be done. It just you takes know. work and it takes commitment. It takes honesty with self. And you got to be brutally honest with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and then that's when you uh, uh, start uh, doing things that will better you. You know what I'm saying? Because once I learned how to stop hurting me, ooh, ooh. Now that's a word right there. A lot. Mm. Mm -hmm. I learned how to stop hurting me. Me. Now what? Now that's now that brings up a good subject. What if you are the toxic one? Right? What if right. you are the toxic one in the relationship? I don't really follow social media too closely, right? Mm -hmm. But what about um the one thing that keeps popping up on my timeline is Blueface and Krishan Rock. their whole relationship is nothing but toxic nothing but toxic all you see is him damaging her her damaging him like i'm talking about going to blows mm -hmm. they broke up four to seven million times but they come back together right sometimes it's not that you're fearful sometimes what do they call it paulette would know the word it's you have these um soul ties right okay and it makes it hard for you to let go of that person you have to do some internal cleansing and like you said you have to focus on self and be willing to look at and address your own problems in why am i so drawn to this person there you go out the worst in me there you go and and, and, and to get even deeper what is it that's in me that's that's got me so afraid that I want to stay in this mess with this? Now, individual. sometimes, sometimes it's because the person is a master manipulator, right? If think of it this way: if you've spent three, four, five years with a person in every no, 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 give it a good ten. All right, let's give it ten. Let's give it yeah. ten. Okay, Michael. Oh my God! Look. Michael, where have you been, sir? <laughs> Haven't seen you in forever. But 
Michael says, sometimes people can only function in a toxic relationship. They need drama to feel alive. Now, I agree with that. But let's say you've been with somebody for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And 90% of that time, they've been making little subtle jabs, little subtle digs about how you dress, how you look, how you walk, who your friends are. Right? Mm-hmm. But you love this person. This person says they love you. Right. The toxicity isn't always physical. It starts mentally first because they have to get control of your mind first. And that's why you cannot. That's why sometimes they cannot break those soul ties because that person has got in their mind and has you now believing that you ain't the shit. (laughs) That there's not another man or another woman out there on the planet that would love to have you. Right. And so, yes, we have to look at ourselves, but sometimes we need help to get to that point because we can no longer even see ourselves. All we see is their version of us. Right. Right. So how do we get to that point to where we know we need help and we are strong enough to get out? You know, you, you know. My grandmama always told me, whenever you want to seek the truth in a situation, always go look in that mirror. Mm-hmm. You I feel agree. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Always go look in that mirror. Now, in dealing, and, and see, this is this is a real touchy subject because in dealing with feelings and emotions when it comes to the women you know what i'm saying uh me i myself as a man you know uh usually ain't really thinking about no woman's feeling and emotions just being 100 right you know what i'm saying man especially when i'm with the fellas you know, so not saying I don't know how to tap into my female side because I grew up in the house of all women, but I am a man, so I am quite naturally gonna adapt to the to the male side of you know uh see I'm gonna do it. Tell me what you want done, I'm gonna go get this shit done. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But if you constantly, you know, coming at me like this here, then now nah, I'm finna flip the strip. Yeah, you're gonna shut down. But I think it's on both sides, right? Yeah. Because we all come into relationships, like I said, romantic friendship, whatever, with preconceived notions and expectations of that other person. Mm-hmm. Right. So I come in expecting that you're going to behave the way that I want you to. That's where people get the situation fucked up. Yeah. Right? Because we put our, and we're also coming from our past experiences, Mm -hmm. right? So we're looking through our rose-colored glasses and we're expecting the next person to do, act, and feel opposite of what we know that the bad things that have happened to us are. And you cannot come into a relationship, bring that energy to a new person. But let's back up a little bit and let's talk about some of the signs. And then I have a little exercise for people to follow along. 
um, is some of the signs that you're in a toxic relationship. Like I said, somebody who is constantly putting you down or being excessively critical of you, the way you look, the way you speak, the way you act, they are very judgmental. They may exhibit controlling behavior, restricting access to money, telling you what you can and cannot wear, telling mm-hmm. you who you can and cannot see. Yeah. Right. Trying to limit your communication with your family and friends. That's kind of moving into the narcissistic side. Yeah. Right. I had a, I had and then falling, shutting down all communication. So go ahead. What you were going to say? Yeah, I had a, I had a, I got a homie. His, his, his woman is, is totally like that with him. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's challenging to see a man who I know love this woman dearly mm-hmm. take him through the things that she take him through. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're looking at this person, you're like, well, what's going on with my friend? Because this is not the strong whatever. But and and I think that makes them bring up another good point. A lot of times when we think of tox- toxic and narcissistic, we tend to think, especially narcissism, we tend to think men more, right? right. Men controlling men are, but I'm here to tell you, it is equal. Men, women, everybody. Narcissism runs on both sides equally. So as we're trying to talk about narcissistic and toxic men, we have to do the same with women. There are women out here that are trying to control access to their children because you won't be in a relationship with them. Right? Right. There are people who are out here who are just always trying to maintain a level of control over somebody to get them to do what they want. These are all trauma responses though, because somewhere in their life, they didn't feel that they had control of their life. Somebody made them not feel safe. Somebody made them feel like they didn't have a voice and they didn't have control. Now they need to exhibit that on others. I'm a prove to you that I'm in control. Or somebody hurt me so bad. Now every other man after it has to bear the brunt of what that man caused. Because yeah. like you said, we haven't looked inside. Yeah. Right. So as we're looking at the other person, it's super important for us to look inside of ourselves. So let's take a, a jump into narcissism. Right. A lot of times with narcissists. They really try Hmm. They start out in the beginning and they're wonderful. It's glorious. They are the they are everything that you've ever wanted or needed in a man or woman in a relationship. Work. Oh my God, my boss is so great. I love this. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. But then they start to kind of turn, right? Because they're giving you this feeling of that they are everything that you need in whatever that situation is. And then they're going to try to control the things that you do. Well, you know what? You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And subtly there starts to show these cracks and these problems. But somehow it's always your fault. Always. 
I beat the hell out of you because you because made you me, made me yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You made yeah. me angry. They tried to alienate you from your family and friends because again, they need to be the most important thing in your world. And when you act out of that, they're going to make you feel like shit so that they can gain more control or tell you, you know, you said you would never hurt me like they did. Mm. They guilt trip you. Oh yeah, I just was, yeah, that guilt is a motherfucker too, so. Yeah. Guilt is, is such a big emotion because it preys on things that, it preys on trauma that we've had already in our life. No, I never want to hurt this person and blah, blah, blah. But it's a manipulator. So, so my question is, from the from the beginning, do you think that that's their ulterior motive from the get go? Um, I think it depends, right? With narcissists, yes. Okay. Yes, that is their end game. They want control. They want to own that relationship. You are their property. They mm. don't go into it thinking that this is a, a partnership. A partnership, okay. You okay. are it's my woman, you are right. my man. My commodity, okay. okay. Right. Now, I, I, I got you now. Right. now. Now we back right here. Come on, girl. So now I was preaching. watching, I was on Facebook and this guy was like, um, he only dates younger women mm -hmm. because they're not, I guess, maybe, they, me paraphrasing, tarnished or jaded from all these other experiences, right? And that they will, um, they're impressionable. But mm -hmm. he didn't feel that impressionable meant that he can train them in the way that they want, he wants them to be. And when everybody started coming at him, he was like, yeah, but even at a job, they look for impressionable people. I was like, sir, you, you're going against your whole point. <laughs> when I hire somebody that's young and impressionable, it's because I want to train them in my way of doing things. So it's done how I want it, how I need it done. People are not property. We're not a commodity, mm -hmm. right? You should not be there trying to train a person. That's narcissistic because you want to have ultimately control over her. And you know, an older woman ain't with the bullshit most times. Now, sometimes they are. Age does not mean wisdom. Well, you know, them cougars going to be cougars now. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Don't, don't you I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Come on now. Come on. You know, we keep it 100. Them cougars going to just be cougars. Well, I'm not a cougar, so I would I'm just saying. I, look, I, look, I am not a cougar, so I would not know. Tony. I'm just saying, I know a couple of them, you know, I'm just saying. But I agree. Cougars are the same way, mm -hmm. right? Because what do they do? They, they take younger men. They're going to shower them with all the things that they want, but they're going to have very specific things that oh, you yeah. have to do where X and B. Yeah. But in that instance, is it narcissistic if, I guess it depends for me. And it's not has nothing to do with cougars or whether, you know, I think it's do you go into that with an open mind and you know what it is? Or are you going to it thinking that that person um that there's something building with that person, right? Because on the same side, that younger man being with that older woman, 
He knows what she wants. He knows what he's doing. That younger woman going to be with that older man, old enough to be her daddy, maybe a grandpa, they know what it is. So in that instance, is it toxic or narcissistic when you are walking into a, a situation or is it an arrangement? Is it a business deal that you two have set up? What do you think? What are your agenda? That's <laughs> on whose side? On both sides, because both yeah, got was, something to give. You <laughs> Come on now. It takes two to tangle, don't it? I can't step without a partner. And that's the point. And I think a lot of times people want to say, oh, she's this and she's that. No, we have to step in and we have to understand our part in this. And we have to look for what are the ways that we can get out. And we yeah. didn't got through all the whole, most of the show. We only got five minutes left, Tony, already. Really? Yes, we got five minutes left, right? Wow. Maybe Paulette won't be mad if we go over a few minutes. Maybe, yeah. she, maybe she'll be, you know. Cause I wanna, I, I was ready for the quiz. Right, we are we still doing it? We still doing it? The worksheet. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying I'm to see put up to this worksheet. You always so, get good information with them worksheets, girl. You but make this sure. is the thing. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk through it right now with you because I do think it's important that we have um, tools that can help us, right? Mm -hmm. To deal with all the things, and if. You would like to get a copy of this. I'm going to put the link in the um, chat so that you too can go ahead and get a copy of this download. So if you're watching us online, um, you'll be able to go and get it. You can head on over to brownstoneworldwide.com BWTV. And you'll be able to join the conversation there and watch all of our shows again. I'm Leanne Dolce, host of Wake Up Happy Sis, and you're listening to KCCR The Brownstone, where we're changing the narrative for our Black and brown people, one show, one person at a time. So real quick, let's talk about this worksheet, right? Right. What you're going to do, because a lot of times we hang on to these relationships that the almighty Lord, Allah, whoever you want to call your higher power, has been trying to break up. And we <laughs> so hard to these relationships. But let's try to identify. Right. So what you're going to do, you're going to take a piece of paper. You're going to have three columns. The first column, you're going to put the name of we're just going to do up to five, five relationships that you find challenging. Write their names. The second column, you're going to write the relationship you have with that person. This is my mother. This is my coworker. This is my boss, right? The mm. third one, you're going to leave blank for right now. Our second step is to identify why each of those relationships is toxic, because that's what we're going to put in the third column. And it could be that this person makes me feel unsafe. It could be that this person is manipulative, conniving. Oh, I ain't used the word conniving in some years. Yeah, that's that's a good one too. That's conniving, good. you conniving. Or I'm always feel I always feel on guard when I'm around this person. 
right? Mm. I feel like I'm obligated to spend time with this person. Like when you're a little kid and they always tell you, come sit on Uncle Johnny or Aunt May's lap or come kiss, whatever. Kids should not be required to do any of that, right? It makes me not feel safe. You telling me to come kiss this person, I may have feelings or just not feel comfortable with that and you want me to do that, right? And it might just be that this person, if we're talking about a friendship, does not have any of the qualities that I really am looking for and require in a friend and that I exhibit to my friends or just anything, right? Right. I'm tired of this person making me feel like my needs have to always take a back seat. And then you're going to just choose one of those relationships. Which of those up to five is the most toxic? And what is it that's causing you the most stress in this relationship? Right now, you're going to write that down. What is causing you the most stress? This is going to require you to think. Oh, yeah. Process. This is not a a two-minute thing. You might be working on this for 30, 40 minutes. Then you got to think about what are the ways that you are devoting time and energy to this person or relationship Mm. at work. I'm always going back and forth in email with this person. Um, I have to have, uh, they're always scheduling meetings with me, right? This person texts me, my boyfriend texts me all day long complaining about X, Y, Z, right? Think about all the ways that you are devoting time and energy and putting that into this relationship, whether it be um, a personal, platonic, and a a romantic, a work relationship. And then indirect time. What am I doing indirectly? How, How often am I thinking about the trauma, the trauma, the stress with this person? right? How often am I being upset by this person? Because sometimes we have to put it in perspective, right? We have to put it in perspective in our mind so we can see just how much time this relationship and these negative feelings are consuming my existence. And then look at what is this relationship costing you, right? What are you missing out on because of the amount of time and energy? Because now you've quantified it. You've put down all the the direct and indirect time and energy you've put into this person. Now I've got something to value it. Now, what am I missing out on because of all that time I've spent on this relationship? I've been in this relationship for 10 years and I've been unhappy for eight. Sometimes we don't know because we've never sat down and put it on paper. Mm -hmm. Is it costing you peace of mind? Is it costing you relationships? Because now you don't have good relationship with your parents, with your family, with your friends. You may have lost your job because they keep coming up to your job and acting a fool. What is it costing you? And then decide how best to manage the relationship. You got options. Everybody always has options. You can do nothing and let it continue as it is and continue to be unhappy, continue to be sad, continue to be angry, continue to be manipulated. You can take a step back and say, hey, 
we need to evaluate some things. I need to be a little more hands off, right? A little more hands off and you can leave. Now, leaving is not always easy because sometimes these people are not trying to let you go. And so you have to look at what's the most feasible option. If you're in an abusive, toxic relationship, sometimes you can't just up and leave. You have to plan that out. And I'm talking planning financially, planning emotionally, and planning for your safety. Absolutely. Right? So I'm not here to tell you just up and leave. No, 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 no. And think and plan and strategize how you can get yourself out of that situation. Yeah. You know, and then at the end, what are the actions that you're going to take? That's how you're going to end this. What are the actions that you're going to take to resolve this toxic or narcissistic relationship? How are you going to get away if you chose to leave? If you may not be able to leave immediately, but are there things you can do in the in the interim to kind of lessen the negativity that's coming to you? right? Are there things that that you can do to try and take steps back and to find resources? Reach out to a therapist, reach out to a domestic violence shelter, reach out to friends and family that you know love and support you so that you can create an exit strategy that works for you and your children if you've got children in this relationship, right? There's a lot of aspects to toxic narcissistic relationships. And the main one is healing you first so that you don't continue to blame yourself. How did I get in this relationship? Why didn't I get out? I'm letting myself be abused. My kids are going through this and they're seeing this and they're traumatized. You have to give yourself grace and forgiveness and not take that with you into the next and get help. And then strategize how to leave. Because once you get help, you're going to feel stronger, more confident. And you're going to be able to plan out how to leave safely. And then how to set those boundaries once you're gone, especially if you have kids with this person. Right? I call them your significant jerk. (laughs) They're not your significant other if it's in a romantic relationship. Your significant jerk. And that jerk, it doesn't even have to be romantic. Your significant jerk could be your parent, your boss. How do you get away? How do you get out? How do you help yourself to move past that and heal so that you don't carry that into another relationship? Because unfortunately, there are certain types of people that are more likely to this is research-based, that are more likely to attract a toxic or narcissistic relationship. And those are people who have suffered trauma, abuse, and things before. Because why? Because their mental and their emotional health is already low. They don't have the self-awareness and feelings of self-worth, right? So they're a lot easier sometimes for people to manipulate, and people look for that. If you've looked at um, pimps and the type of women that they usually um, try to get to turn into hoes and prostitutes, 
they go for what? They go for the easy marks. The women that don't have anybody have had abusive situations. Look at R. Kelly. That's how he was picking these girls because he was really good at telling and determining who these people were, who these girls were. And this came from the girl's story herself. This ain't me picking this up. So don't be trying to sue me, R. Kelly. This is the girl. This is these girls' stories that have come out and survived it. Right? You, They're good at picking the people that need help. And we have to help ourselves. Yes, you have to help ourselves first because who's going to help us? What you say, Tony, all the time? We all we got. Hey, we all we got, for real. And, and see, I I like this here because this, like you say, you this ain't no five, ten minute type of ordeal right here. This ah. is something where you have to really dig within thyself. You know, you have to dig into thyself. And you know, the hurting factor for me in this whole equation is uh, having to carry other people's luggage that I didn't ask mm -hmm. to carry all because my heart telling me, to, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of deep soul searching within self. And that's when I say you you have to be but naked honest with yourself in that mirror and pull back them layers man until you get to that point mm -hmm. where you know this is it this is what i need to address right here yeah. this is this is this is it you know and then from that point on everything else is gonna change it's gonna elevate to a different thing because now your conscious has been Taken care of, you then went back to the root. Once you get back to that root, that source of that, now I understand it. I can't run from it no more. Now I gotta confront it. And it was me all the time. You know, I still had to go back to that little four-year-old boy at times. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point in time, he used to always wonder where his daddy was. Why don't you know what I'm saying? That missing element. Yeah, we have to do that work on us. Because yeah, a lot yeah. of times, like you said, it's that little four-year-old scared, little four-year-old boy that's in here who's hurting, that, who we never healed. Never. Right? And it's going to rear its ugly head at some time in the future. So you have to do the work, right? It's like a preemptive strike. Yeah, We have to start working and healing us so that we don't allow these things to come in to our atmosphere and hurt us and harm us. And I'm sorry if y'all can hear my dog barking because he, right. he is having a whole fit right now. He is traumatized, apparently, um, <laughs> because he can't be in the room with me right now. Right, but right. That's I'm going to say this and then we'll wrap up. I was watching, um, I was reading this or what, listening to this TikTok. And the lady was talking about her marriage mm -hmm. and how she, um, their marriage started off really great the first eight years. They're married 10 years. Started off really great the first eight years. And then she got a promotion at work. And she started making more money than her husband at the same time that her husband was getting 
demote, not demoted, but they were cutting his hours, right? So mm -hmm. now there's this disparity in pay. He's not the provider anymore. So she starts feeling like I've got to work more hours. Now she's jealous because he's spending more time with their kids, right? She gets home after these long hours and the kids are already fed all that. And she mad because the dishes ain't done, right? So now she's building up all these things in her head. And long story short, she's the toxic one. But in her mind, she has made it that he is the toxic one. Mm -hmm. She's the victim. So we have to realize sometimes we create the narratives. And that's why I asked earlier, what if you're the toxic one? She ended up filing for divorce because she was thinking, now I'm going to be free because nothing, she didn't cheat it on this man. Okay. She's um, treated him like total shit, like total garbage. And this was a good man who loved the hell out of her. She ultimately beat him, beat his spirit down so much that even on the day they got divorced and she signed the papers, he still asked her, please don't do this. Let's work on our marriage. But she mm. was too far gone. Yeah. It didn't realize until it started to hit her when she was gone that, oh, my kids hate me because they know what happened. I, I've let this other relationship go, but now my job is suffering because I can't work all these hours anymore because I've got my kids because I didn't let the kids go with their daddy. Right. Right. So now we've got all these problems. She ended up going through therapy because she done went in some group. And you know how some of these nagging women are. Oh, you're right, girl. He is horrible. He's this. You're only getting one side of the story. And she's only telling it from her perspective. So, yes, of course, he looks bad. Think about it. If somebody always tells you only something negative about somebody, you're never going to like that person. When you meet them, you're going to hate them. Because all you know is that one-sided negative. Hey, Nicole Boo. Thanks for joining. So at the end, she had to do work on her because she realized that she fucked up. I don't know if we're supposed to be cussing, but she fucked up. Yeah, right? that's what I did. She realized that she messed up. And when she went back to, and had the nerve to ask that man, could they get back together? Well, well you know. I, I was on the flow, like Paulette says. I was on the flow. The audacity of her to break that man's spirit and then have the nerve. I was mad. Why? Say, Can we try this again? No, you know, she had to go back and try again. Oh, no. He told, he's like, I don't think I could ever trust you again. So I'm mm -hmm. happy that he stood for himself because the problem is too many times what happens. Baby, Come on, okay, baby. Right, right. You know, you was going right there with it. I'm, I'm gonna do better. I ain't never gonna hit. Right, you. right. Man, and we get back man. into that Come cycle on, of taking the abuser back. I call the police on you. You do that. I'm telling you. I'm, I'll, I'll get you, you out lying. of here. I ain't lying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yep. That's it, both lady. The lies we. Yep. And eventually, it. it was our fault. That he beat us up because I knew he was stressed and I. Yeah, know. I made him stress, so I just walked into his fist. Right. <laughs> we don't do that. Where 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 did do that at? Now I'm not blaming the women. 
Uh, you know, like, hey. when, or the, the abused. What I'm saying is Lord help me. we have to control our lives. We have to stand up for our health, wealth, prosperity, happiness. How are we going to wake up happy sis if we living under somebody else's foot? They got their foot right on our neck. Oh, Tony said he calling the police. Yeah, I'm calling. I'm he calling. Call, he all the way calling the police. I'm calling. I'm calling the popo. I'm I'm calling. I'm calling. Okay. Them. Yes, and, and and I'm coming to court. Period. <laughs> For real. Just to the nines too. You gonna see man, me? Man, I'm coming to court. See, we got to stop this madness, cause man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm glad you waking the people up, man, because it's time for us to uh, change the narrative, man, to get real with it, with self. You know what I'm saying, man? It's time. It's been time. You know what I'm saying? You know, Like your grandmama told you, we got to look in the mirror first. That mirror don't lie. You know what I'm saying? And she, man, I'm talking about, man, she told me that as a shorty, you know, as a shorty, because she always told me, man, everything that you need is within you. You got to go and seek within. That's right. Now, you know what I'm we got to so, wrap up because we about 15 minutes over, Tony. We done, we done, uh, okay. We just shut it down. We just shut it down today. This was such a good topic. So we're going to be continuing this topic and others right here on KCCR Brownstone. I'm your host, Leanne Dulce. I got my, uh, he's like everybody's co-host because Tony <laughs> show up for everybody, okay? I love y'all. We love you too. Yeah. So tell the people where they can find you, DJ. Well, you can find me every Saturday and Sunday night at KCCR Radio, right here at the Brownstone, where we are changing the narrative. I got to get Boss Lady in the picture. You know, I got to get Boss Lady in the picture. <laughs> got to get in the picture. Yes, 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 yes. And you can catch the eye of the storm at Sprigger.com. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, once again, thank you for the invite. I told you I was going to make, I told you I was going to make it. I told you I'm coming. I'm coming this time because I've been, I ain't never been really with that, you know, that, that, that time zone thing, you know, if you tell me eight o'clock, I'm automatically thinking everything Chicago time. You know, I started telling you on your time. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so now I got it. So, you know, I won't be late for class again. You can believe that. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, make sure that you stay tuned to KCCR The Brownstone and that you head on over to Brownstone Worldwide slash BWTV so you can actually join the conversations. We are streamed on so many platforms. It's ridiculous. It's Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Okay. We everywhere. But make sure you head on over to brownstoneworldwide.com, sign up for the newsletter. We got a magazine. Okay, that's what's behind Tony. You can get a subscription to the magazine so we can keep the conversations going, right? And make sure that you come in tonight and listen to my boo, B. Nicole Johnson, on yeah. The Money Matters, affectionately known at the, as the gym, where they have, uh, well, I ain't going to say it like her, routines to help you get um, financially fit. I tried yeah. my best, Nicole. I ain't got yeah. it. But, you know, I tried. She, she got. She got it though. She. she right. We also got Dr. Michelle, Dr. Michelle Josie, who has uh, what is the, the name of Dr. Michelle's show? Numbers don't lie. It's the uh, no, yeah, 
Ain't it something like number yeah, one? numbers don't lie. Oh, boss lady say bring your fan. I ain't got no fan yet. I gotta get a fan, but we gotta get a oh, maybe don't make it's over there because you I know on the cold show we fan. Yeah, don't make me get it. It's right there. Okay, make sure. Okay, my, and oh, and Marshawn Olanian tonight yeah, as she well. Tonight, right? So we got shows. We got shows. We got our lineup of awesome hosts that you need to tune in, get involved with, and bring a friend. So with that, I'm going to leave you with this um, quote. I ain't going to read the whole thing because you know Maya Angelou, who is my favorite person, um, was a little bit long-winded. But I love her. And she could be as long-winded as she wanted to. There's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Our own stories can be incredibly powerful and helpful and help us to navigate through any struggles we may face in life, especially, especially when it comes to getting out of relationships that no longer serve us. When we take the time to deep dive into our own experiences, we can gain clarity on the steps that need to be taken in order to make positive changes in our lives. It's important to remember that while leaving toxic relationships can be difficult, it can open up pathways for tremendous personal growth and healing. Every journey starts with one step, and by taking responsibility for our own lives, we're able to create new possibilities for ourselves. So thank you all for joining. Yes, we clack at all times on Girl Your Money Matters. Um, thank you all for joining. Y'all have a blessed and prosperous day. And we'll see you right back here next Monday morning. Bye-bye.